This is the Y'all Show here on a Wednesday, getting you ready for all the excitement of what's going on across the Southeast. I'm John Rawl. Great to have you aboard here. We've got a very busy show lined up for you today. We've got all things ACC coming toward the end of the hour. What's going on with Atlantic Coast Conference basketball? We'll let you know. In fact, we've given Jonathan Lifehite a little pass this week. He's not going to be on because we've got political talk to get to as we start today's y'all show we've got a very special guest standing by someone who worked in the trump administration and his name is curtis ellison he's going to be joining us in just a handful of seconds to talk about tuesday night's new hampshire primary so that's coming up but first let me remind you this is the show that's all about the southeast you can connect to us at y'all.com also 803-816-1170 those are the ways to reach us here on the all southern program also want to let you know in hour two of today's y'all show we've got in addition to hashtag hullabaloo where we go on social media and find some of the craziest funniest stuff out there we also have our friend in music row standing by ready to talk country music and that's precious harris so precious will be joining us here in hour two of the y'all show again john raw glad to have you on board this all southern program and tuesday night in the granite state they had a little democratic primary and we're going to go now to an expert on all things politics. And he may not be quite an expert on Democratic politics, but he's joining us now. And he'll talk about what happened Tuesday night. More importantly, he'll talk about what happens next with the Democrats and what happens with his old boss, President Donald Trump. Welcome in Curtis Ellis, who is the policy director for America First Policies. Welcome into the Y'all Show, Curtis. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Well, great to have you on. Can't wait to talk about what happened Tuesday night. And just we know from the results, and they may still be counting votes somewhere in the Granite State. They got all those little, what do they call them, townships up there. They <laughs> likely still, they, they, they do things different up, especially in New England. And, and they talk funny, too. Of course, they probably think I talk funny. But, Curtis, I want to ask you your opinion of what happened. We know coming out of there, at least three candidates have a life jacket and will be able to keep going. Maybe another two can come out of this. We know that Yang and Bennett both announced Tuesday night that they were exiting the presidential race. So I'll ask you, as a guy who's worked in politics a long time, your thoughts on what's going on with the Dems in New Hampshire. Yeah, well, I've been stomping around where the candidates were stumping. I was in Iowa, and then I was in New Hampshire. And what we learned in Iowa is it's not who votes that counts. It's who counts the votes. And the (laughs) Democrats still haven't figured out how to do that. And what we saw and maybe uh, we'll continue to see in New Hampshire coming out of New Hampshire is it's not the win, it's the spin. So uh, we saw that Bernie Sanders definitely ahead, definitely has a a substantial lead over Mayor Pete and Amy Klobuchar. uh, But the spin could be the momentum is with Klobuchar. The momentum is with Mayor Pete. And so they're going to try to steal. I think the Democrats could use that talking point, that spin to downplay Bernie Sanders, because I tell you what, the Democratic Party, the Democratic National Committee, the national cartel that runs that party, they do not want to see Bernie Sanders be the nominee because he will just blow up the establishment. Same way Donald Trump blew up the Republican establishment. 
and uh, they they don't want to see that gravy train get derailed. The one that you, like the, like the consultants that built that app that couldn't count votes in <laughs> Iowa. That's like they are the, the they are public enemy number one and two. Uh, that's the, the those are the thieves that run the Democratic Party. Those are the consultant class that run Washington D.C. And when you get an outsider come in and start playing in their sandbox, they are not happy and they want to kick that person out. We're seeing that happen with President Trump, this whole impeachment, the whole rejection. He's being rejected like a transplanted organ. Uh, (laughs) You got the deep state, the administrative state, whatever you want to call it. You got everybody trying to trying to reject him and push him out. And they that's the way they feel about Bernie Sanders. What was what's real interesting now, like I said, I was stomping around where the candidates were stumping, kinda stalking the candidates and was talking to the voters, something I don't think many of these reporters do. And I saw the Klobuchar wave coming. Did you? Uh yeah, I did. I was at one of her events uh the day before the polling opened the day before the the primary and what we saw was people who hadn't still made up their mind but they were looking for a moderate they were looking for uh they they were looking at amy and they were looking at mayor pete and they were judging one or the other and this is what was kind of funny was some of these voters where you would think they were genetically engineered or or grown in a laboratory to be Biden voters. They were older. They were moderate. They were definitely looking to beat their number one issue was somebody who can beat President Trump. That's all that matters to me. And to a person, they all said, but we never thought of voting for Joe Biden. Hmm. Nice guy. But I just don't think he's all there anymore. (laughs) It's like, whoa, this guy's got trouble. So when we see him come in fifth place, I was not surprised. I was not surprised. He had he was bleeding support by the moment. He was just just and, and then I ran into him. He came down to the to the hotel to do media, the motel I was at where where all the media was. And it's a bad sign when the crowds have more energy and are more exciting than the candidate. (laughs) And so all the people standing around the lobby hoping to get a glimpse of the former vice president, they had more energy than poor old Joe. He he was really like low energy Jeb. He's a dead man walking. He's now he, he flew out of town immediately. It was like, don't let the sun set on you here, son. He left New Hampshire, went right down to South Carolina. And you know what? Uh, he doesn't know that he's done. He, he And it's really sad. And, and it doesn't surprise me for, as I said, that reason before. I met the people that you would think would be Biden supporters. And they said they never really thought they were going to vote for him. And they definitely were not going to vote for him, even though they hadn't made up their minds who they were going to vote for. There was no way he was going to be their guy. And uh, it's uh, and but but the other thing that I knew is I remember him running in 1988. I remember all the times he's run. He's never been able to put it together. And so the moment he announced, I said, I don't think he's ever going to get there. He never has before. He just has a way of of blowing it up you know and there he goes calling that person what was it a a dog-faced pony soldier yeah or something and you know like 
you know, what's next? He's going to call him a, a flat-footed, yellow-belly, egg-sucking dog? I mean, what's the next thing coming out of his mouth that's going to be <laughs> going to be bad? What's so. coming out of Curtis Ellis's mouth is talk about Tuesday night's New Hampshire primary, where you have three emerging as the big winners, if you want to call them that. Bernie Sanders, also Mayor Pete Buttigieg, and Amy Klobuchar. And with Klobuchar doing so well, Curtis, I want to ask you, does this kind of have a death nail coming for elizabeth warren well that's you got that right john every all eyes are on elizabeth warren is she gonna drop out we saw tom steyer the billionaire hedge fund guy he's gone bennett the the can i even remember his name senator from colorado he's dropped out and next everybody's wondering what's going to happen with elizabeth warren she placed fourth i mean my gosh everybody expected more of her so uh we we don't know we we don't know how long she's going to hang in there does she have uh, look a lot of this is money right Mm -hmm. now joe biden's money is going to dry up is it Uh, he's got big donors they're not going to waste their money does Elizabeth Warren have enough small donors that believe in her? I don't think so, because, again, t- let, let me go back to what I learned talking to the voters. The people that I thought might vote for her, they were saying no. And no, I just she lost all of her credibility with that Pocahontas stuff. And then so many other tall tales she told about her school and her pregnancy and, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and the stunt she pulled with bernie sanders trying to say bernie sanders told her a woman can't win the presidency nobody ever believed that and all she did it backfired on her big time and it just uh it just destroyed her credibility and nobody came out and said that but they were they were absolutely a hard no on elizabeth warren when i talked to voters who hadn't made up their mind but they were a hard no on biden and a hard no on elizabeth Uh, on warren i said there's something going on here she's got a problem i don't think she can make it much past we now have nevada caucuses and then south carolina she can't make it much past that because there's there's no rationale Um, you gotta win if you want to win you gotta win right i mean there's nothing like winning to keep you in the race at some point you've got to win and she's not winning and i don't think she's gonna win yeah winning is something that Donald Trump knows a little bit about, and he won there New Hampshire go. in 2016. He didn't win Iowa, but he won New Hampshire, and then from there, the steamroll effect happened with South Carolina and more. Hey, we focus here on the South, Curtis, as yes. we have Curtis Ellis here, who is Policy Director for America First Policies. That is the only official pro-Donald Trump super PAC. So I'm going to ask you about that. Also, I'm going to ask you what you did with the Trump administration prior to coming on the Y'all Show. Um, we appreciate you leaving the administration to come on our all-Southern show, by the way, Curtis. Uh, it's the best move I ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you here, sir, with the South Carolina primary coming up February 29th, followed by Super Tuesday with a lot of states, I think Tennessee, Mississippi, maybe Alabama's in there, too. So many of the Southern states are part of that. What do you see the the way this thing's going to work out from a Democratic standpoint with people like Bloomberg over there in the dugout ready to come out on the field for Super Tuesday? Well, there you go. Mike Bloomberg is the wild card, if not the spoiler. He's going to shake things up because he's got unlimited money. 
he's earning a lot of it out of China, but that's another story. <laughs> he, I mean, he is. He mean he sells these Bloomberg data terminals. Every stock trader and bond trader in the world needs one, has one, pays hefty subscription fees, and a big chunk of that business is in China right now. So he is, and that's why he keeps saying Xi Jinping is not a dictator. He's just a lovely human being. But anyway, uh, he's spending unlimited amounts of money. I believe that Mike Bloomberg doesn't necessarily expect to get the nomination. He just wants to make sure that Bernie Sanders doesn't get it. Uh And what the upshot of all this could be is we go into the Democratic convention this summer with nobody, nobody having enough delegates on the way in to be declared the nominee. And the way it works is, all the delegates that you win in the primaries, that each candidate wins in the primary, they are only required to vote for that candidate on the first ballot. And if there aren't enough uh, delegates on the first ballot to nominate somebody, there will be a second ballot and there will be a third ballot and et cetera, et cetera. It's gone on to dozens of ballots in the old days and until they settle on a candidate. So if there is no winner on the first ballot, it's Katie barred the door. The whole thing's up for grabs. And you would see Mike Bloomberg be the kingmaker. He's donated a, a ton of money, hundreds of millions of dollars to the party. And he's going to, even if he doesn't win all the delegates to get there and get the nomination, he said he's going to keep his staff and he's going to keep spending money attacking Donald Trump and supporting whoever the nominee is right up to election day now think about this all these candidates all these parties democrats and republicans they like to recruit candidates who will pay for their own campaign right where they don't need to necessarily it's called self-funders right right they love millionaires and billionaires running for office because then the party doesn't have to spend a nickel you've got the millionaire using their own money to fund their campaign mike bloomberg comes along and he's not only funding his campaign he made a promise that he will fund whatever candidate the democrats nominate he'll spend up to a billion dollars on tv ads and field offices and hiring personnel now don't you think for a minute that maybe he might have some influence in picking who the nominee is (laughs) I think the party would be more than happy to say, okay, Mike, since you just uh, gave us a billion dollars, who would you like to see running? And that's where he's at. He just hates Donald Trump. He's the Wall Street guy. He doesn't like that Donald Trump has taken on Wall Street by taking on China and taking on putting tariffs on these imports and standing up for working men and women it's it's really an attack on the whole wall street globalist establishment and uh, little mike doesn't like that mikey doesn't like it mikey doesn't (laughs) like it well you used a term there that we're seeing more and more by your old boss and that would be donald j trump remind us what you did there in the trump administration Yeah, so I was on the campaign. I worked with Senator Jeff Sessions uh, before there was a campaign, before Donald J. Trump came down that escalator. I was working with Senator Jeff Sessions 
and his communications guy, Stephen Miller, huh. uh, to defeat the Trans-Pacific Partnership. We called it Obama Trade, and we said Obama Trade must stop. we got to save our American sovereignty and our American national economy from this terrible thing. And then when – and as a matter of fact, did, did an ad with, with Donald Trump. Uh, he wasn't President Trump at the time. That's why I call him Donald. Uh, but <laughs> we, we had him do an ad, a radio ad that uh, was t- asking people, call your congressman and tell him to stop the Trans-Pacific Partnership. So then I came on the campaign, and then I was on the transition team as well after, the, after we won and went into the Labor Department. I was in the U.S. Department of Labor, the International Labor Affairs Bureau, again, working on these trade issues, trying to get out of these crummy trade deals that have just been uh, just been just ripping us off and a disaster for so many industries, whether it's the sock industry in Alabama or even the steel industry down there in Birmingham or textiles across the Carolinas. We've just been devastated by these trade policies that gave away our industries, gave away all of our jobs trying to develop other countries or, or trade we traded them away basically to get votes at the united nations <laughs> but it's all been a disaster and president trump's been a great hero on this stuff and that's why i'm convinced he's going to win new hampshire in the general election he lost it by two thousand votes in 2016 but he's going to get it this year because you go up there and you see all the old burned out shuttered mills that they used to make shoes up there they used to make clothing up there they used to do all kinds of things that they don't do anymore it's now done overseas and the people up there remember it and they don't like it so he's a hero wrapping up our conversation with curtis ellis of america first policies and you can go to the website a1apac.org and learn more about this again this website and this organization the only official pro trump super PAC. and you're working hard to get donald j trump elected so should i go to vegas and put a wager on what's going to happen here in november and all bets go for donald j trump Yes, you should. (laughs) And I just want to say America First action pack there we are headed by linda mcmahon yes i saw wrestling federation i saw the lineup of everybody working at this pack and it's quite impressive not only are you part of the mix she's a part of it and there's a bunch of other names people would be familiar with yeah we got we have a good lineup there great people it's it's a wonderful bunch of people all committed a hundred thousand percent pro-Trump people, except no imitations. There are a lot of PACs out there that claim they support President Trump, but what you end up what ends up happening if you give them your money, they they just buy one ad on Fox News Channel at two in the morning to say they did something. We're the real deal. President Trump raises money for us. Uh, we talk to uh, his people all the time to the degree we're allowed to. I mean, we're because there's all these federal election laws. You don't want to get sideways with that stuff. We are legitimate. We're the real deal. And I've been with President Trump before he was even a candidate. Linda McMahon's known him for 25 years. It's, it's, it's a great outfit. America First Action Pack. All right. Again, you work closely with that organization, and we can't thank you, Curtis, enough for coming on and listening and being a part. We enjoyed listening to your conversation about what happened in New Hampshire on Tuesday night and then what we have coming in South Carolina at the end of the month into Super Tuesday. And again, you 
can find I, i've seen you before on television and we were just tickled that you could take some time to join us here on the y'all show and and talk to the good southerners out there curtis anytime thank you for having me i'd love to come back and i know you have visited the south on more than one occasion because you're kind of a bluesman so give oh, us your yeah give us your fa- oh, favorite bluesman here before we go to break yay do you have a favorite bluesman? A blues- oh, do I? Oh, I thought you said you were going to play a favorite bluesman. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, do I have one? Oh, my gosh. That's like picking your favorite child. I would have to go with, oh, one of those fellas from the uh, the Burnsides. Oh, there you go. R.L. Burnside. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, we'll go out to break with a little Burnside as Curtis is getting ready to go to South Carolina and all the other great southern states campaigning for the pro-Trump super PAC, but we appreciate you weighing in on what's going on on the Democratic side as well. Curtis Ellis, thank you very much, and best luck to you. Thank you. More of the Y'all Show will continue after this break. We're going to have headlines from across the southeast, including all that nasty rain that keeps hitting the southeast. We had a hill literally fall apart. Even a horse fell in a sinkhole in Alabama, of all places. You're not going to believe that. We've got all that. Plus, reminder, we've got ACC talk coming up this hour. All that right here on the show that's all about the south. This is Y'all. Yeah, you know, I went home last night Sat down on my bed and cried Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (gasps) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table... Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed.
Once again, want to thank Curtis Ellis for being our very special guest to get our y'all show going today. He's a, again the policy director of America First Policies, and he helps run the pro trump super PAC there appreciate him coming on weighing in on tuesday evening's new hampshire primary and the democrats now are all heading if they're not there already like joe biden they're heading to the palmetto state of south carolina because south carolina has the next primary in the south at least they're the first in the south february 29th looking at the rest of the headlines across the southland and the boy scouts of america based in the dallas area they're in the news as they actually issued a new apology to Tuesday to survivors of abuse and they've announced plans for expanded services to support them as the boy scouts are teaming up in a five-year partnership with a group called one in six a national nonprofit that provides resources and services to male survivors of sexual abuse the organization's name derives from studies concluding that about one in six men in the u.s experience sexual abuse The Boy Scouts of America said the partnership will enable One in Six to expand its 24-7 web-based helpline chat service, which helps survivors connect quickly to a trained advocate for abuse victims. Again, the Boy Scouts really embattled the last few years, some of it self-inflicted. As an Eagle Scout myself and a proud Boy Scout in my youth, I've just been really disgruntled with boy scouts of america and even letting women into the program girls into their signature program has just been to me an insult and but you know everybody has their opinion but i'm an eagle scout for goodness sakes you'd think my opinion might mean a little bit more but this fine organization has so many problems in fact some people are saying that the boy scouts might have to file bankruptcy to to avoid facing bankruptcy over this sex abuse litigation They've issued this apology on Tuesday to the survivors of sex abuse. And I know the Boy Scouts have had problems, just like any large organization, with people taking advantage of young boys. That's been going on a long time. It's an unfortunate thing. I know when I actually worked for the Boy Scouts 20 years ago, we were very cautious in our training of adult volunteers. You had to go through a lot of steps to make sure you weren't a so-called predator and in injuring these kids both physically and or mentally and even with that you're still going to have some bad guys or gals slip through the cracks here as boy scouts have long had female adult leaders and it's just an unfortunate thing that this great organization's had to deal with but some of their problems again as i said are self-inflicted they went to the supreme court to keep their male status for some of their programs and even after a successful court case there in washington dc years later they reverse course and have let women in and all the other stuff going on i I can't keep track of it more legal news to pass along here on this wednesday y'all show the lieutenant governor of virginia in the news justin fairfax a judge on tuesday tossed out a libel lawsuit that the lieutenant governor filed against a television network that he accused of slanted reporting on sexual assault allegations against him as a u.s district judge in alexandria dismissed the lawsuit he declined to grant cbs's request that the network be awarded attorney's fees disagreeing with the network's contention that the lawsuit amounted to an abuse of the legal process as the lieutenant governor in virginia fairfax sued cbs for 400 million dollars back in september after cbs aired exclusive interviews with two women vanessa tyson and meredith watson both of whom accused lieutenant governor fairfax of sexually assaulting them more than 15 years ago and a big big problem that he had to deal with then but he's so far survived 
what many people would be a, a death nail to his political future and he's still the lieutenant governor of virginia and ralph northam who survived the whole blackface incident there and the attorney general all three democrats by the way they continue to govern in the commonwealth of virginia now we will give you what we know about what's going on across the south as we've just been pummeled by rain and it's been awful in a lot of our southern states in fact in tennessee on tuesday a hillside collapsed there and it's just been a, a horrible thing there in the great smoky mountains national park there tons of rock and soil slid off a 70-foot hillside and it ended up blocking a northbound lane of us 441 a spur linking the tourist towns of gatlinburg and pigeon forge uh, this according to the national park service so a very high traffic area there in east tennessee with all this rain side there as you have flooded rivers flooded creeks and this is not going away in some portions of the south with heavy rains that have been going on and heavy rains again a lake in mississippi a dam a dam there is in threat of failing and that's causing great concern there in the magnolia state but tennessee alabama mississippi even in georgia lots of problems there in fact north of birmingham in the great city of coleman coleman county the sheriff's office said a deputy and his police dog were actually badly injured in a wreck during heavy rains overnight the cause of the crash under investigation and as we told you in mississippi there in starkville where you'll find a great lake in the octibaha county lake just outside of starkville they once again the lake there reached a critical level just weeks after heavy rains caused a mudslide that hurt the earthen dam and it's now in danger of failing this is a huge body of water there in octibaha county mississippi so lots of rain i know some areas got a little bit of a breather at portions of tuesdays but but unfortunately more rain coming and this could get even uglier so be very careful as this weather system moves eastward places like west virginia are on the lookout governor jim justice instructed emergency officials in the mountain state to be ready for flooding in addition to high water that already led to school closures in west virginia we also have to deal with isolated tornadoes and winds in excess of 60 miles per hour in some areas of the south tonight after nightfall so check your local weather forecast out it's nasty out there luckily we're not talking about ice and snow but this this flooding and hills collapsing and dams on the threat of failing it's a dangerous time so be be extra careful and check your local weather forecast before you go anywhere magnolia arkansas the police chief of that town in southern arkansas is now recovering after being shot by one of his own officers while serving a warrant on tuesday according to a statement put out by the columbia county deputy prosecutor and the magnolia police department it happened around 8 15 tuesday in columbia county arkansas as they went there to serve and apprehend Corey cannon who was wanted for absconding from his probation as well as additional felony offenses in connection with fleeing from law enforcement the previous evening according to the statement Dew was struck in the back by a bullet when law enforcement entered the home where Cannon was believed to be and an officer's gun accidentally discharged. The chief was wearing a bulletproof vest and suffered only minor injuries. That's great news, but was taken to Magnolia, Arkansas's regional medical center for observation. 
but unfortunately he was shot there apprehending this 33 year old fleeing with a violation of probation Corey cannon and we wish the chief all the best there in this accidental discharge it's dangerous work even when you're the police chief of a town like magnolia arkansas you're still out there serving warrants and going in and even accidents can happen and nearly losing your life as we don't know if this was that critical but still magnolia arkansas police chief we wish him the best in the recovery there after a scary situation on tuesday in virginia we go back to the commonwealth there and democrats there want to make it legal for unmarried people unmarried virginians they want to make it can you believe this they want to make it legal for unmarried people to have sex what have we come what's going on in virginia yes there's a loophole a legal loophole still on the books in the commonwealth of virginia where only married couples can have sex and state legislators in the house of delegates repealed the crime of fornication last week in the state that's long had the slogan virginia is for lovers to attract tourists if you get caught fornicating and you're not married it's a class four misdemeanor and it has a fine of 250 dollars so virginia maybe only for married lovers i think this will get changed i'm sure this was an un- unenforced law on the books in virginia but maybe someone's been arrested here if you have been if you've been arrested in virginia having sex outside of marriage hit us up here on the y'all show 803-816-1170 i want to know about this more political news and i kind of held off on this story for a day or two because i wasn't sure if this was politically motivated but i'm sure y'all have seen the video of a man in jacksonville florida driving his van into a tent of people canvassing for donald trump local republicans there in duval county and this man is now coming out he's telling deputies that he had gone to walmart in jacksonville saturday to get some food when he noticed a tent set up by local republicans in the mall's parking lot and he purchased food and cigarettes inside the store then he headed toward the voter registration tent in his car and he slammed into it luckily no one was seriously hurt here but he said someone had to take a stand because he didn't like president trump and president trump had a pretty good week last week and this guy gregory tim did not like it there in jacksonville florida got news for you there at least in duval county that's pro-trump country you might want to head on somewhere else my friend and certainly no matter where you live you don't want to slam your car into innocent people as the case there last week hey we wanted to let you know about roger stone a floridian a florida resident as it came out this week that he was going to have according to his prosecutors they're going to recommend like eight to nine years in prison for roger stone president trump's buddy and a political pundit well after president trump tweeted uh, i think it was early tuesday he tweeted that this was just wrong now four lawyers who've prosecuted roger stone they've quit the case after the Justice Department Department said it would take the extraordinary step of lowering the amount of prison time it would seek for President Trump's longtime ally and confidant, ally and confidant, that out of the Washington D.C. area, Roger Stone, who, <laughs> if you've ever seen him being interviewed or you've seen him in his style, he is quite a character. And four people involved in the case prosecuting have now stepped down, and I'm sure they're all going to get very vocal about their decision to leave this case after the work they put in all because of president trump it looks like weighing in and saying that their recommendation was a little too harsh for his buddy roger stone now texas more legal news more political news as texas has now asked the supreme court to repeal a travel ban that california has in place against 
the Lone Star State. The Texas Attorney General has asked the Supreme Court to overturn this law that prohibits state employees of California from using taxpayer-funded business trips to expos or conferences in Texas. I think they also have this rule in place against both South Carolina and Mississippi. I think I'm right on that. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson has asked the Supreme Court of the United States to reverse the ban. And the Supreme Court has exclusive jurisdiction over civil disputes between states. So California adopted this ban in 2017 after Texas allows the law that allows foster care and adoption agencies to deny services for religious beliefs. And California went very proactive to ban their official travel to Texas. And I think Mississippi's on there, maybe even Georgia, also because of that similar law in the Peach State. A drunken driving count has been dropped, speaking of Texas news, against an actor that I know you've seen in the Trivago commercials, actor Timothy Williams, the 53-year-old. His case dismissed Monday in Houston after prosecutors there dropped his driving while intoxicated charge that was filed against the actor who's featured in commercials like Trivago. And he's got that five o'clock shadow. I know you've seen him. You've seen him on the commercials. He's been in some TV shows as well. But his DWI charge dismissed there. I wonder if uh, something was going on in the background. This guy actually lives in Germany. He's an American, but he lives in Germany, arrested in April of 2019 after police arrested him, finding him passed out behind the wheel of a vehicle stopped in a traffic lane April of 2019. And now this actor is out free. No problem. Timothy Williams, he can go back to Germany, I guess, and be in more Travago ads. Those are kind of catchy ads, by the way. And finally, as we wrap up our headlines from Dixie, congratulations to Tennessee. You are now officially the volunteer state as lawmakers approved a bill that officially designates the state of Tennessee as the volunteer state. House Bill 1562, introduced by State Representative Jason Zachary and Senator Becky Massey. It aims to designate the state as the volunteer state as an official nickname after more than two centuries of the well-known nickname that's never been official the volunteer state becomes tennessee's official nickname and congratulations to tennessee by the way do you know another name a nickname and i don't even know if it was official maybe it wasn't for the great state of tennessee the butternut state go look that up sometime when you've got about 20 minutes to kill and that's why butternut the color is why you'll find the tennessee highway patrol cars are a butternut color it actually traces back to the Civil War, as Confederate troops from Tennessee wore butternut-colored uniforms. That's a pretty neat story. That's absolutely true. And I'm going to still keep calling Tennessee the butternut state, in addition to the volunteer state. But congratulations, Tennessee, on your new designation. When we come back after the timeout, we're going to have a little bit of ACC basketball and football news. And we've got all that coming up next. Jonathan Lifehite, we gave him the week off. Since we had Curtis Ellis join us at the beginning of the hour talking all kinds of New Hampshire and Republican politics, we will have our ACC Spotlight coming at you next. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. 
Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Congratulations to the NC State women's basketball team as the pack jumped to number four in the AP Women's College Basketball Poll, the best ranking for NC State in 20 years. A tremendous year going on for NC State basketball. Welcome back. It is our ACC Spotlight. John Rawl, we've given Jonathan Lifehite a little break here this week, so I'll do my best ACC reporting news for you here on the All Southern Program. And we've got great news for NC State, but we have some bad news for the men's basketball team that I'm going to tell you about in just a second. But speaking of women's college basketball, the Wolfpack leading the ACC in terms of the standings. They have an 11-1 mark, and again, ranked number four in the land. The Louisville Cardinals in the women's basketball standings of the ACC are at 10-2 and and ranked number 9 in the country. The last ACC team in the top 25 of women's college basketball, the Florida State Seminoles, the Knowles 9-4, 20-4 overall, Duke, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, and a resurgent Georgia Tech women's basketball program under Nell Fortner. They are your, the I guess, top half of the ACC in women's college basketball. Your team down at the bottom in the standings, by the way, the Pitt Panthers, 1-11 in ACC conference play. Now to the boys, to the fellas of ACC basketball, and the Louisville Cardinals are the best in the ACC. They're atop the standings with a 12-1 mark, and that's just better than Duke. And by the way, Louisville ranked number five in the latest AP poll. The Blue Devils, what a great win they had on Saturday night. There in Chapel Hill at the Dean Smith Center, they got that tip in there to go into overtime, and then they, I, I think they had a three pointer there, I think to to take it to overtime, and then they had that miraculous Lorenzo Charles esque tip in there to win in overtime, and they got a big win over North Carolina. We'll tell you where the the hills are in the standings in a second, but Louisville's atop the conference, twelve and one. Duke ranked number seven in the country; they are eleven and two. Florida State is ranked number eight, and the Knowles ten and three in ACC play. The defending national champion Virginia Cavaliers and Syracuse are both seven and five and not ranked right now. NC State six and six, as well as Notre Dame. They're six and six. The teams that are kind of treading down toward the bottom of the standings, Wake Forest and Miami, both are at three and ten in conference play and have a long offseason, it looks like, ahead of them. 
As far as the news and as far as what's going on this evening in ACC basketball, a battle of former Big East teams, Boston College and Miami get together at Coral Gables for a game this evening. Also, Louisville will be in Atlanta to take on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and Josh Pastner. And Clemson will be at Pitt looking for a win at Peterson Event Center. That game set for an ACC Network Extra channel. Pitt and Clemson tips off at 9 Eastern. 8 Central. Now, to that news about NC State, attorneys representing the university, they don't deny that an assistant coach received $40,000 from an Adidas consultant back in 2015. However, they don't believe there's evidence that former star player Dennis Smith Jr.'s father ever received the money, as the NCAA alleged in a notice of allegations last year. So more fallout there from this investigation with Adidas and college basketball and a nasty situation in a 34-page reply to NC State on Monday, the NCAA enforcement staff laid out its case with detailed evidence and testimony from an October 2018 federal criminal trial related to college basketball corruption. NC State officials this week released a copy of the NCAA's reply to media. The NCAA has alleged two Level 1 violations, which are the most serious, against the pack, including a failure to monitor charge against former Wolfpack head coach Mark Godfrey, former Alabama player, by the way, who's since been hired at Cal State Northridge. The most serious allegation is that a man helped facilitate the $40,000 payment from Adidas to ensure that Smith Jr. signed with the Raleigh-based university. And NC State certainly not alone in this whole debacle of college basketball more information coming on this one i can guarantee you that now let's talk a little acc football and how about the blue devils of duke university david cliff i thought he might step away after this past season it wasn't the best of years for duke football but certainly david cutcliffe has done a great year great job there in duke leading that program through the years and as he's getting ready to enter his 13th season as the blue devils head football coach this fall david cutcliffe has announced that he's going to do something a little bit different in 2020 Coach Cut is going to be calling plays for its the Duke offense, and that is maybe welcome news. As Coach Cutcliffe said in a news conference with reporters, I've been wanting to get back in it. It's something that's near and dear to me. I've missed it. I think it's the right time. Cutcliffe gained national claim as the offensive coordinator two, dec- ago, two decades ago, calling the offensive plays for the Tennessee Volunteers, including their miraculous and well, it wasn't that miraculous they won the national championship and they were a good football team that why it wasn't maybe not such a knoxville miracle in 1998 but the vols very good so much so that david cutcliffe got hired at the university of mississippi to take over that program which was pretty darn good especially with a guy number 10 behind center a guy named eli manning and now david cutcliffe going to be leading that duke offense here going forward can't wait for this future opponent the future opponents getting together in 2022 and 2023 only a couple of years away the lsu tigers of the sec your defending national champions are going to suit up against florida state as they'll have a neutral site series set up between the two goliaths of southern college football they're first going to meet in New Orleans at Mercedes-Benz Superdome September 4th, 2022. And then the following year, LSU and FSU get together in Orlando's Camping World Stadium that first weekend of the football season, September 3rd 
2023. Great to see these two get together, which really aren't all that far apart, by the way. What, four hours maybe between Tallahassee and Baton Rouge? And I may be off an hour or two, but still pretty close and great to see SEC and ACC teams getting together on the gridiron for neutral site series. And that's a quick look at what's going on in the Atlantic Coast Conference here on this Wednesday. Again, thanks to Jonathan Leifite. We gave him the week off this week since we have an abbreviated ACC report. But we'll get old Jonathan back in the saddle next week, so stay tuned for that. Hey, also stay tuned in Hour 2. We've got hashtag hullabaloo coming up. And our friend Precious Harris will be checking in from Music Row Nashville with a Nashville Music Line report. All that's coming up on the Y'all Show. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Keeps coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Continuing on on this middle-of-the-week edition of the show that is truly all about the South. Where does your compass point? Well, it darn sure better point to the Southeast. John, we're all back in with you as we continue to roll on. We've got hashtag hullabaloo coming at you right now. In just a handful of minutes, our friend right on Music Row in Nashville, Precious Harris, will be joining us for a great discussion on all things country music and more. So can't wait for that. We start out, though, with hashtag Hullabaloo, and we're going to get a little scientific and a little medical with you here as we begin this second hour of today's program. 
BATLABUNC. That's B-A-T-L-A-B-U-N-C. I assume that's got something to do with the University of North Carolina. As their Twitter profile profile indicates, facilitates health behavior change through technology-based research on sexual health, including factors that impact transmission of HIV and other STIs. I know what an STD is. I don't know what an STI is. That's what's coming from BATLAB UNC. Their Twitter release this week indicates, on average in 2017, the South accounted for more than half of new HIV diagnoses, but only accounted for 30% of PREP users. And that, that stat coming out from, again, BATLAB UNC. So what is PREP, PREP users? Pre-exposure Prophylaxis, I think is the word, is the use of drugs to prevent disease in people who have not yet been exposed to a disease-causing agent, usually a virus. The term typically refers to the specific use of antiviral drugs as a strategy for HIV and AIDS prevention. Pre-exposure prophylaxis is what I think it's pronounced, how that's pronounced. I'll have to go back to medical school one of these days and report back to you the correct way to now announce these things. That's why they use the term P-R-E-P, P-little-R-E-P. Again, on average, the South accounted for more than half of new HIV diagnoses, but only accounted for 30% of P-R-E-P users. So we got a lot of people who aren't going and becoming proactive by using the P-R-E-P. By the way, in terms of what's going on with HIV, an estimated 40,000 new infections will be diagnosed this year in the United States. Approximately 1.1 individuals are at risk of sexually acquired HIV. Risk affects people of all ethnicities, ages, and sexual orientation. Despite these figures, less than 25% of the people at risk for HIV currently use this PREP as a preventive strategy. The government estimates that 250,000, uh, 250, I'm making sure I'm right, reading this right, 250,000 total HIV infections could be averted within 10 years with widespread prevention efforts and has launched an initiative to expand PREP awareness in appropriate patients. Now, we've heard many people, including our own president, brag that HIV will be eradicated within the next decade. We hope that is indeed the case. But here in the South, according to this BATLAB UNC, we are essentially half of all diagnoses of HIV are right here in the 16 southern states. Despite these figures, we've got to make sure that people go out and use PREP and other forms as prevention to avoid getting HIV. The government estimates, again, a total of 250,000 HIV infections could be averted within these 10 years with this prevention effort. Now, the states in the South that have higher HIV cases, your large states primarily, although one state surprised me on this list, Texas, Georgia, and Florida have the highest number of HIV cases right now in the southeast. Maryland is your fourth state at the highest level of infection. So those four states and then every other state has a large number of cases. I think the only state I saw that had considerably fewer HIV cases was Mississippi. But every other state's got right below Texas, Georgia, Florida, and Maryland with the number of HIV cases. Be extra careful out there. Be and if you're 
worried about possibly coming down with HIV and you're in those categories that you are likely to possibly get it, remember this PREP, the pre-exposure prophylaxis, prophylaxis. Yeah, that's that's what you need to be on the lookout for. And, of course, use a condom if you're going to have unprotected sex. And just let's let's all try to stay around. And, and we have come a long way. Remember, in the 80s, if you were around in that decade, if you got AIDS, you were a goner. And we've changed a lot in the last 25 years, 30 years with research and more and awareness. So hopefully that's going to be totally gone here in 10 years, especially people will just do the right thing and use the methods we just talked about. Sam Yancey is on Twitter at Steam Tech Sam. Sam underscore Yancey is the Twitter account. And Sam writes in his Twitter profile, he's a Jesus follower gifted k through 12 teacher has a master of arts in teaching and has a blue ribbon for a dream of leading how about that sam yancey and here's what sam put out on twitter this week a teacher we love our teachers he writes raining travel between schools to teach and have to cart in materials one friendly open door is worth far more than 20 bless your hearts and what Sam's referring to is we've had a absolute deluge in the last week and a half across the southeast. And you know what? Other than a handful of schools in Alabama, I haven't heard of any school systems closing because of flooding or heavy rain. And teachers, just like the students, got it. They have to get up early in the morning and put their clothes on and put their happy face on and go into work and make a difference. And a teacher like Sam does this, and at least here this week while it's been raining so hard, he had to have all these materials to take because teachers often, often, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, often have to take their work home with them. And it's more than a 7.30 to 3.30 job. They have to go home and do lesson plans and correct homework and correspond with teachers. Sometimes if you're a parent, you'll get a text at 7 or 8 o'clock at night if your teacher or if your child is enrolled in the school where they alert the parents via text and other alerts like that and so the teachers of the world thank you first of all for everything you do someone like a sam yancey and on those rainy days yeah they got to carry they, they don't put all their work in a backpack and stick it on their back and run into school like the little kitties do teachers just like sam is indicating here they had a cart full of materials and luckily there at sam's school someone actually held a door open for him and that means a lot more than 20 bless your heart so thank you for that maybe wherever you are sam in the southeast you're going to see the skies brighten here soon and we all could use a couple of days of nice sunny weather if we've been under this storm front that's been going on it seems and, and it's going to keep going on as we told you in hour one some real problems with this weather and we will have more as we go forward throughout the week but thank you sam thank you to all of our teachers who brave the elements and go into work even on those snow days and even on the days where the kiddies don't have to go in those teachers are still going into work oftentimes as the teachers say they don't get paid enough and let me just stress a sincere appreciation again to all of our teachers across the southland and as we wrap up our hashtag hullabaloo hey there's a nasty rumor out there circulating that something called valentine's day is coming up pretty soon that would be friday 
not too late to go out and get that last minute valentine's gift if you need to in the spirit of valentine's we've got a tweet coming in from texas princess at texas that's t-e-x-a-s-s princess with a couple of s's on the end of it how about this profile i'm a whiskey drinking cowboy chasing heck of a time i had to clean that up hashtag texas bell well we know where texas princess stands maybe it's somewhere out in the pasture around let's see lufkin or maybe over in let's see marshall texas how about liberty texas maybe on up to sulfur springs or way way out west at a place maybe like amarillo or lubbock some of these other nice places in maybe Lampasas. I'm not sure where our Texas princess is, but George Strait, if you're listening, you might want to write a song about our Texas princess. Here's what she writes in the spirit of Valentine's Day. Roses are red. Violets are blue. The bed of a Chevy was made for two. (laughs) Hashtag Southern Valentine's. I love that. Isn't that just great? Isn't that just both Texas and Southern? And we have to remind some of you out there in the Southland that we include Texas. Texas, especially Austin eastward, Houston eastward and northward. It's about as southern as you could possibly be. In fact, when we started, y'all, some people thought we were from Texas. We're not from Texas, but we we do like Texas. So hello, Texas. All you great Texans listen to us right now. Hit us up. 803-816-1170. Help us make the y'all show a little bit more Texas. Yeah, I'll get me a cowboy hat and a pair of boots, but not everybody in Texas wears cowboy hats and boots. That's the misnomer. We just love you because Texas is the South, and we're we're proud of Texas. We're proud of all of our Southern states. And again, our our quote of the day from Texas princes: "Roses are red, violets are blue. The bed of a Chevy was made for two. Probably can't do that in a Ford." Can't get two people in the back of it. At least that's what it sounds like coming from Texas Princess. Enjoyed that. Enjoy having our hashtag hobbly with you. We're going to have a Kentucky Princess join us after the break. Precious Harris is on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. And we're going to find out about number one parties. We're going to talk a little Toby Keith information. And she just attended something last evening right there in Nashville that she's going to tell us all about. I can't wait for that conversation. And it's coming up next as the Y'all Show continues. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. 
Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. I never come into this spot On a Thursday before 10 o'clock But I thought, what the hell, why This is the Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl, and welcome into this all-Southern program that is all about the Southeast. And here on Wednesdays, we're kind enough to be joined by our great Nashville insider, Precious Harris. She joins us right off of Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. Of course, if you aren't familiar with Precious Harris, she has country music covered in Oh, so much more as she has her Nashville Music Line blog that we put up at y'all.com each and every week. Also, we have Precious with her College of Songology work that she does at y'all and with all of her other websites. And Precious is joining us now on the Y'all Show. Hello, Precious. Hello there. And I had a wonderful night last night. I have to tell you about it later in the show. But uh, I don't know if we can wait. I don't know. Well, I'll give you a little hint. It had to do with Jeffrey Steele, who used to be with Boy Howdy. Uh, and it was Chris Jansen, Aaron Barker that wrote Baby Blue, and Ashley McBride, and Charlie Daniels' manager was there. Uh, so it was, a, it was a pretty good little celebration last night. Wow. And what led to this celebration, Precious? Well, uh, the, the publicist for um, uh, Stormy is one of my good friends and it was the inaugural ambassador award from BMI and they decided to start honoring people every year with someone who's really made a difference in helping country music get on different platforms and in different areas of the globe and so the inaugural award went to Stormy Warren from Syria or XM Satellite he always does a television show on um public television but you know he's mr just google him and you'll see he's doing everything yes my old co-worker with jim owens entertainment stormy warren that's right had a chance to run into him last year about this same time and it was great to see him and if you don't know anything about stormy's background of course he was on tnn for many many years with the news reporting that came out of nashville back in the 90s as part of the nashville network but he also has been involved with sirius xm for many many years now and sadly he was on stage back in 2017 when the shooter had that awful scene there in las vegas i think it was 2017 
unfortunately precious we've had so many of these tragedies and awful shootings that it's, it's easy to lose track but stormy was on stage with jason aldean when that outburst of gunfire happened there as part of the route 90 festival and he he saw the tragedy and i feel sorry for the guy but luckily it's good to see that he's still very active and his longtime wife allison he's still getting it uh, going as much as he can with all the music covers there in nashville yeah, Allison was there tonight, and they are such a sweet couple. And, uh, and of course, Jeffrey Steele from Boy Heidi got up, and he said, I know you've had Allison about as long as I had mine, even though you're much younger than me. And everybody was just laughing because Jeffrey just full of it. But what had happened is uh, Jeffrey said uh, it was his – he's been married, and I couldn't believe this because they don't look like it, and his wife looks so young. But Jeffrey's wife and him have been married almost 40 years years Golly. can you and, believe that and I jeffrey just like that. stormy has had some rough years too his own son i remember died on an atv 15 20 years ago and i know he's had a hard time recovering from that tragedy yes he did he actually mentioned that tonight because uh stormy had actually here's the backstory to this stormy had actually made a call last year jeffrey had sent him a song because he says he was laughing about Stormy being his booking agent and his publisher because he's always helped, uh, you know, uh, Jeffrey ever since he came to Nashville. And he said, heard this song and he said, I'm going to call Eric Church. He calls Eric Church and a little bit later, his phone texts and Eric goes, I need you to come right. I need you to come right. And and he was ba- and he had just said that, you know, I was still having a hard time from reading the news about Casey's son that got killed, Clayton, and um, in, a, in a double stabbing here in Music Row about a month or so ago. Um, anyway, a fatal stabbing uh, of two of um, of our young youth here. But he got on the bus, and there sit Casey. And he said, we got to hang out and write. And we talked, and we bonded, and we talked some more. And he said, the whole time, all the way to North Carolina, he said, we got to be dads. We got to be songwriters. We got to be, you know, he said, he was already my friend. But he said, I knew the pain that he was going through. And he said, I wasn't surprised to see him on the bus with Eric. Because he said, you know what you do when you're hurting so bad that you feel you're breaking in half? He said, you write songs if you're a songwriter. It's the best healing. It helps you find yourself, helps you heal pain. And it was just the most moving speech tonight. Um, and, of course, after that, then Stormy got on stage, and he had another, um, of course, his story about different things and thanking everybody, and he teared up too. So it was very emotional because Stormy apparently, and I knew he'd helped a lot of people because he and I have been friends for years, but I had no idea to the extent uh, Charlie Daniels' manager, David Corlew, and his lovely wife, Carolyn, who was Mrs. Tennessee three or four years ago, were there. And I didn't realize that uh, Stormy worked for CNN and that the reason why he came to Nashville was on the advice of Charlie Daniels and his manager. And I thought that was really nice. But the room was full of the who's who. Chris Jansen was there and uh, got to say hi to him. He's just such a nice guy. And then I got to see Ashley McBride, and Ashley and I share something in common. Um, she, uh, last year at Country Radio Seminar, Good Girl Gone, 
she was talking about what made that song come around. <laughs> she was apparently very much discouraged for having a pipe dream about music. Um, the teacher was not very encouraging at all. Matter of fact, she was almost to the point of just being on purposely um, discouraging Ashley. And uh, I told her tonight when I met her, and I said, I just want you to know that when you said on stage last night, I had the same thing happen to me. And we end up having about a six-minute conversation. And she said, well, first of all, I want to hug your neck because you're a survivor. And two, she said, I better see you next week at Country Radio Seminar because I'm going to holler out, Mama P, <laughs> across yeah. the hallway. Yeah. And, uh, but she said, this is why that I tell that story because she said, there's so many people that we may not even know. And I said, well, you know, sometimes you think you're alone when things like this happen because you don't hear about situations like that. It's just something people don't go around and talk about. But uh, tonight before we left, she hugged me like four times. <laughs> and when I first told her the story, everybody looked at us because she did a pressure scream. <laughs> oh, my God. And she told that I was a breast cancer survivor. And uh, But anyway, everybody's looking like, what is Precious and Ashley over there screaming about? <laughs> ah. It was like the cutest thing. And, of but course, anyway, you've had multiple forms of cancer that you've had to deal with through your life and a real survivor. We're talking with Precious Harris, Nashville Music Line. This is y'all. It's our time where we get together each Wednesday and talk about all things country music. And Precious, kind enough to let us storm into Nashville last week. Great interview we did with Justin Dukes. If you have a chance to find that on the Y'all Show on our YouTube page, Y'all Show, as well as at y'all.com, check out that great interview with Vidalia Georgia's own musical wonder kid precious this guy is great and we got a lot of people that tuned in and checked out our interview with justin last week so i want to thank you publicly for that well he's like i said he's been my kid my music kid i adopted him when he moved to town about almost five years ago and he is just one of those good christian kids his best friends are his parents um you know he's just one of those kids that his work ethic goes way beyond of what normal work ethic is to be in this business and you got to have some tough skin i'm just telling you he's got the talent he's got the tough skin and uh things get going rough he always comes to me and said hey mama p need to talk you know and uh he and i like a dynamic duo we'll get to working on his career and he actually ended up getting a scholarship by nsai last week they heard his music and saw the work ethic and i told him the story behind the song and everything that just how hard he'd been working and uh, they ended up he had already been a member but it just hadn't had a chance to renew and because of just different things and they ended up giving him a scholarship um to nsai for a year and uh, so they're expecting big things out of him and so am i all right well again we can't thank you enough you mentioned a moment ago talking about ashley mcbride country radio seminar that's coming up next week in downtown nashville we were there last year we got some great interviews with people like shenandoah tg shepherd and we also did a great interview with dukes of hazard star john schneider those are still on our youtube channel you can go check those out plus justin dukes and all the other great stuff we've done at y'all.com but precious this year it's next week in downtown nashville we're probably not going to be able to go into downtown nashville we may still work some stuff out our people are talking to the crs people but but tell us a little bit more of what exactly Country Radio Seminar, what that really entails, and how much of a difference maker is it for up-and-coming country music artists? Well, the, one of the, it is actually now classified as the world's largest 
country DJ convention. Huh. What it is is there, I think there's eight or nine countries represented this year. I got the pre-media list, and it's where programmers get together, radio station owners, anything to do with the advancement of all things radio, including, of course, Sirius XM, uh, uh, terrestrial and, and, uh, and extraterrestrial radio. They get together and discuss different things from how to help their station grow listeners, how to help their station make more money. And, of course, the country artists who live and thrive right now, even though a lot of people think country radio is dead, it is not. Is it alive and well and very much a part of an breaking an artist's career because um, it's specific things you hear on the radio. But Ash is going to be there, and she said that she's literally worked her entire schedule around to be at country radio seminar this year. Um, but it's – you're going to – I heard – Eric Church is getting the Humanitarian Award. I think it's Eric Church. and uh, But it's going to be a really, really good thing. I wish you could, even if it's for a couple of days, I wish you'd just come up. And there's a couple of big things happening next week. I got Marty Brownson's got a CD release party. Um, so there is some things that I'm hoping you can come and cover next week for all things CRS. I would love to see you. Well, Precious, all you have to do is ask me. Okay. Can you come up next week for CRS? <laughs> for you? <laughs> I'll go the extra mile. Country Radio Seminar 2020 next week in downtown Nashville. we got to go to a break. When we come back, we've got some number one news to tell you about. In fact, speaking of number ones, what are the number ones or top five in country music right now? At number five, Jimmy Allen's Make Me Want To is atop the Billboard Country Airplay chart at number five. Number four this week is John Party's Heartache Medication. Dana Shea and Justin Bieber's 10,000 Hours is at three. Number two, Ken Folks, arguably even a country song there. Sam Hunt, the former UAB quarterback at number two and at number one the bones from Texas girl Marin Morris as we go to a little break here on the y'all show and we come back after the break we'll answer this trivia question and so listen closely and then maybe when we come back you can actually win the trivia question the question is name the country duo whose video for the song gone debuted on CMT on this date back in 2005 15 years ago this song gone debuted on country music television we have the answer to that and more of our conversation with miss music row precious harris and it continues after this break it's coming you know what to do Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. 
Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. And we are back here on the Y'all Show. John Rawl, it's Nashville Music Line time here with our friend Precious Harris. Precious Harris, the author of I Know Country. That's got 366 daily country music questions and answers waiting right there at the tip of your finger. You can buy and instantly download your own ebook copy of I Know Country at the website iknowcountry.com. Precious Harris is also a music career development consultant with an emphasis on new and aspiring artists as well as songwriters. She really helps out new and up-and-coming songwriters. Go to her website, collegeofsongology.com, for all of the details. Also, Precious has a blog, nashvillemusicline.com. And each week, usually on Thursdays at y'all.com, we publish this report right here, Precious's Nashville Music Line, with a printout of all things going on in the entertainment business, and you can catch that at y'all.com. Precious, as we went to break, we had a trivia question. We were playing that song there in the background for everybody here coming out of the break. Name the country duo whose music video for the song Gone debuted on CMT on this date, February the, what is it, February 12th, 2005. Precious, the answer to that question is? Uh, Montgomery gentry all right eddie and troy the late troy gentry for whom gone was the third single from their album you do your thing and unfortunately troy gentry died in that terrible helicopter crash september 8 2017 in medford new jersey the duo scheduled to appear later that day in that area of new jersey and i know last week precious you and i were not able to cover the event at the grand Ole opry house but they had a benefit for troy gentry's foundation have you heard any feedback on all how that all went down there at the grand Ole opry house yeah they uh, it actually it was uh they the it was a very very emotional benefit very emotional benefit uh of course justin moore was there and i've seen some of the uh some of the news of it and apparently they raised almost 200 a little over two hundred fifty thousand, um two hundred fifty thousand dollars uh but it was a good trace atkins was there and of course justin moore uh but his wife angie uh still oversees the foundation and helps him but it it actually he's got four or five nonprofits that he supports uh, he does the Cancer Research Foundation, and he's got a military, and he's got, I think it's T.J. Martell Journey Home Project, which Charlie Daniels is very much involved in, the Vanderbilt Ingram Cancer Center, of course, 
everybody loves St. Jude's, and, and he does a music education in Kentucky schools where he's from. Oh, yeah. We can't make a can't forget and make a wish. Hmm. Well, it's great to see that Troy Gentry's memory continues on with all of his music buddies getting together to come out to the Grand Ole Opry House. This was not the first year they've done this, and just a great job. I believe Stormy Warren also involved in that particular benefit. Yeah, they talked about that uh, last night, too. Uh, Of course, Trace Atkins was there. I love Trace. It was funny. I remember when he got signed to his record deal. I was still (laughs) in the intern phase. But, of course, one of my – Tracy Lawrence, who I used to intern for. And when I interned for Tracy, John Michael had just got a deal, and Eddie Montgomery was his tour manager. So that's how old I am. (laughs) Well, I remember seeing Eddie Montgomery walk around being John John Michael Montgomery, his brother, his, I guess, road manager – he really was just a roughneck, and that was his job. <laughs> Remember, in the mid-'90s, John Michael Montgomery was about as close as you could get to being a sex symbol. I don't know why I didn't get picked for that back then, but I guess it was the dimples or lack thereof, Precious. But Eddie was really the guy that was kind of in charge of John Michael Montgomery to keep him out of the bad headlines. Yeah, and John did pretty good. You know, he kept he telling everybody he got a record or got a record, and people don't realize that even if – I was to give you a record deal today. Your single, the way it was back then, the way the process was, we're trying to get break a new artist with the incoming flux of CMT, which is easier then, mm-hmm. but it was still a year because he was behind Tracy Lawrence and his release of, uh, because he had, uh, of course, Tracy had another one, Paints the Wall, but Tracy got shot the day he finished his record on May 31st. And they had to wait, so uh, they postponed Tracy's record, and then it ended up they had signed Confederate Railroad, and then they put out John Michael's record, and because Life's a Dance, the album, and I remember everybody was like goo goo gaga because he was blue eyes, you know, tight fitting jeans, cowboy hat, and he was not like the Garth and the Clint, even though they all wore cowboy hats. John was almost like a pretty boy. One day I remember sitting with my very beautiful girlfriends one was a former miss mississippi oh and a and a up and a and a and a, a teen a runner-up for miss georgia we're sitting at the longhorn and in walks this guy with the pink eyes out on with lime green socks golfing shoes and the prettiest seersucker peak blue yellow and mint green shorts oh. and i'm thinking he had sunglasses i'm like Dang, I love that outfit. Oh, wow. It's John Michael. How about Doug? They haven't ever seen him in nothing but cowboy hats and jeans. And, of course, as soon as he seen me and my girlfriends, he came over and said, Hey, Precious, can I sit down? I said, Sure. I think it was my 33rd birthday or 34th birthday. It was a long time ago. <laughs> and he sat down and had lunch with us for my birthday party with my girlfriends at the Longhorn. And, Precious, let's, let's not kid ourselves here as we talk to you about john michael montgomery i'm not joking one of the main reasons he was a superstar was because he had those dimples working for him and the ladies just love those dimples oh yes and you know there's something things happen uh when he had his first country radio seminar which is probably about 30 years ago this year it was 1992 91 92 anyway um I remember him there introducing the radio. Well, a couple of three years later, he had met his future wife and they had either fixed to get married, just got married. Her name was Crystal. Hmm. And she walks over to me and she said, hey, 
I want to introduce myself. I'm John Michaels. I'm pretty sure she said fiance. She said, my name is Crystal. It's well nice to meet you. She said, do you have an aunt named Dot? <laughs> and I went, uh, yes. And she said, and they called her the weather woman. I said, yes. She said, you're not going to remember me, but about 10 years ago, you wouldn't play Barbie dolls with me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm embarrassed. You play with Barbie dolls? Oh, my gosh. No. I'm hanging up now. No. She, I wouldn't play Barbie dolls with her because I was like 20 or 18 or 19. I was older. And she was she was 10 years younger than me. She was like 9 or 10. And she wanted me to play Barbie dolls, but... I was trying to listen into the adults' conversation because I was nosy. Okay, I'm just telling you right now, and I didn't. No, you've got to be kidding me! Come on, no, you nosy. No, yes, just just a little bit. Anyway, but she remembered me not playing Barbie dolls with her, and I told her, I said, I am so sorry, I did not play Barbie dolls with you. And of course, she thought it was a big laugh and started laughing. She said, Well, now that I'm, I said, Well, you remember, you're now my age that we played Barbie dolls, and she was laughing because it just goes to show. If someone asks you to play Barbie dolls, you might want to do it because you never know how they're going to come around full circle into your life again. Just saying. <laughs> We're talking with Precious Harris. It's Nashville Music Line right here on the All Southern program that we call Y'all. And last week, Precious, it was a busy week for you. In addition to hosting the Y'all show there on Music Row, you also made it to a few events around town. And I believe one of those events that I think you stumbled upon was a number one party for I Don't Know About You, that sung by Chris Lane. Tell us more, Miss Precious, Mama P. Mama P, well, you know, I've always, I love independent artists. I love the up-and-coming artists. And, of course, Chris is part of the Morgan Wallen, the Big Loud label where FGLL got their start. And, uh, but, you know, I know you think, I always talk about Ashley Gorley, but literally he has been, he's had, I think he's got eight songs on the chart, on the top Billboard chart right now. And he had seven that hit number one last year on the Billboard charts. But he was one of the writers. And I always try to go out there and support Ashley and take pictures for his dad, who's in Kentucky, who don't, who's in Danville, Kentucky, who don't always get to go to the, the, you know, to the party. So always when I'm there, always, you know, Hey daddy, I'm here. Here's a picture for you and Sandy, which is Ashley's parents. And, uh, but, uh, it was Hardy who wrote God's country and, uh, and the other two writers, of course, Hardy's already had a couple of number ones last year as a songwriter. And the other two writers um, were their first number ones. But I did not realize that that Chris Lane had been in town for as long as he did. But he said, I wanted to meet and network. And he said, I knew when we wrote this song. He said, when I heard the song and the songwriters were telling me about it, I knew that I had to have it on my record. I knew that it took a long time to get there. I think it was like 47 weeks to get up the charts but he said it's probably one of the most uh, songs he's been most proud of and of course uh hardy's uh mom and dad was there and his sister and her husband the twins and uh but it was just like a family affair and uh but yeah it was it was i always happy when i get to see kentucky people do good but it's really good when you see people that have been really working hard and trying to make a niche for themselves in country music to be rewarded like Chris is. And he's just a super nice guy. And he's got a cute twin brother, too. You uh, cannot tell him apart. Just do, saying. Do they have dimples like John Michael Montgomery? 
Well, if they are, they're covered up with a beard. Ratsy poo. Ratsy, ratsy poo. All right. I heard you mention Morgan Wallen. Precious, let's get a little international, if you don't mind. Country music continues to grow overseas, particularly in the United Kingdom and in Ireland. And this is in part due to fans finding songs via streaming, even if they're not available on the radio in their area. They are in the U.K. and in Ireland. And Morgan Wallen is one of those artists who's taking his music overseas. He's got some club dates. He's added a second night to his appearance in London, and he's not the only one. Other artists like Kane Brown are headed that way if they haven't got there already. Luke Combs, Old Dominion, Darius Rucker, more. What's going on across the pond? Is this our payback for them sending the Beatles this way? Well, what sort of yes, <laughs> but it feels good because now you're not going to believe this, but in a bookshop, uh, in a place called Gillingham, England. And this bookshop has been there for at least 100 years or more. My sister-in-law decides to get me a, a, a book about country music, a hardback book from like 1977, because she knows I love vintage country music books and stories and stuff. She gets the book, didn't even look in it, just buys it and sends it to me for Christmas. Well, I open it up, and inside is a mint condition of the Wibbleton 1977 Country Music Festival. And it was a who's who of 1977 country music. There was like 44 performers and it was also a mint condition of a fan club of the Cajun and it's Jimmy C. Newman. A mint condition of his fan club and I was working a lot with the Opry and I was backstage at the Opry and I brought it to Jimmy C. Newman and showed him this vintage hand-typed fan club letter to this person who had put it in this book to keep. And Jimmy said, I cannot believe you found that almost 40, over 40 years later. So I had him to take, he wanted me to take a picture with it. He said, can you make a copy of it and send it to me so I can have it? He said, I'd just love to have that for my, you know, for my kids. I said, I'll tell you what, even better. I said, how about if we make a copy right now and I got one of my friends who worked backstage to go find a copy machine and make a copy he signed my copy of the 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 vintage fan club letter and he kept the original one for his kids but that's how big a fan that country music is and i cannot tell you we're going down the street about four years ago we were visiting and here comes ladies in sparkly pink hats with cowboy boots on that said these hand-painted t-shirts that says Dolly lives forever, no pun intended. And they were on their way to see Dolly in London. And you think we're fan country music freaks here? England is just about as bad or even worse. They love, love country music. That's awesome. So I'm not surprised to see these these there. Great to know. And frankly, as I just mentioned, there's not a really a, a great choice of music stations that play country music in Great Britain and the Ireland as well. And so thanks to things like YouTube, thanks to other streaming devices that people can tune in across the pond, they can find out what's going on with country music today. And they can also go back in the archives and listen to people like Dolly Parton and people like Jimmy C. Newman, which we've got to give a shout out to his style of music, the great Louisiana 
Louisiana native had his Cajun country style and a member of the Grand Ole Opry. Always fun to see him play on the Grand Ole Opry when I was hanging out there on Opryland Drive. Precious, as we wrap up with you, let's give a little plug to Toby Keith. He was recently awarded Golf Digest. He got their Arnie Award at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am Golf Tournament to recognize his efforts at raising charitable funding through golf. As Toby Keith, one of his charitable achievements, raising $13.7 million for his OK Kids Corral charity. A great job there by the singer, songwriter, and duffer Toby Keith. Yeah, and the OK Corral, like, you know, the OK Corral, um, you know, it, it was a Western, but OK, of course, is the yeah. abbreviation for Oklahoma. Right. So he puts a really cool twist on that. And uh, it's something that's very dear to his heart. And since he's the second richest, richest country music star by Fortune 500, I'm sure a lot of his money does go to those charities. Second only to his fellow Oklahoman, Garth Brooks, I assume? Well, I wonder why he wasn't listed, but when I looked, uh, year, year last year I was looking, just researching, because I'm always researching country music. They didn't, I guess Garth did not disclose, but Dolly Parton had $500 million and Toby Keith had $400 million. And I think Garth fell right below him, but they didn't say what it was, if I remember right. And I thought that was odd. Hmm. But, not- you know... Not bad for a guy who was not part of the USFL. He was on a minor league team back in the 80s and didn't make it to reaching his professional football goal. And then was a guy working out in the oil fields of Oklahoma. And then he comes out, which, by the way, this week, Precious, it is the 27th anniversary of a little song called Should Have Been a Cowboy Hitting Country Radio. That song went on to be a number one hit for Toby Keith. And it was the most played song on country music radio in the entire 1990s. Oh, and it also helped propel the Dallas Cowboys football team to a couple of Super Bowls. Oh, yes. I was reading about that with Troy Aikman, <laughs> him being a very part of that the other day. Uh, my friend actually was managing Toby Keith when a uh, Jim Femino, who also wrote, I just got started loving you for James Otto. But uh, I remember meeting him at Country Radio Seminar. Then they had a triple play tour. Mercury got smart and decided to hire one band like they used to do in the 60s when the Supremes and Etta James and Percy's Legend would have their orchestra. It was the same orchestra, but it would say, you know, and Percy's Legend, his orchestra. But they shared the same band. It was Shania Twain, Toby Keith, and John Brandon. Remember mm-hmm. that? The triple play tour? Yes. Knew it well. I, I wish I still had that laminate backstage pass I got from the tour. They had a I baseball hat they had out at that, that time, too, that I somehow lost oh no why well, I, I would love to have that triple play i wonder what it would bring on ebay not saying i would sell it but i wish i still had some of the memorabilia that i gave away to such charity. a germ such a germ i know i mean i like last year last not this past christmas but christmas of 2018 i cleaned out i'm like okay i don't need this memorabilia all these memories you know i thought because I still meet and work with a lot of the people being working in the music industry. I thought, I'm going to give it to charity. Well, I gave it to a charity called Secret Santa up in my hometown of Brownsville, Kentucky, and they deal with the kids in Bowling Green, and I'm talking very, very poor, underprivileged kids. And it brought, I think, all the things I sent up there brought $3,000 to buy Christmas presents. Well. And I really thought I would miss some of this stuff 
but I don't. And that makes me feel good. And this year they called me and said, hey, can you get us some more stuff? I said, I think I can. <laughs> so I had someone who owed me a huge favor <laughs> who worked with Billy Ray Cyrus and Little Nash X. So I called my contact, got some Thomas Rhett good stuff, called my other t- contact and got some Tanya Tucker good stuff. Come my other contact from Kentucky I used to work in the news channel on Louisville and got some Little Nash X stuff and some Billy Ray Cyrus stuff so I did not let them down but used to see I met my dad in Bowling Green I said hey you gotta take this I can't I can't mail it it's gonna cost too much <laughs> so you know but it does make you feel good when you do charity so I'm glad Toby keeps doing things for kids that's a nice thing Yes, he does. Thank you, Toby. And thank you, Precious Harris, for coming on once again with your wonderful report on all things country music and more. It's the Nashville Music Line. And Precious, we'll catch up with you again next week, madame. Yes, hopefully you'll be broadcasting with me on Music Row, I hope. Well, if we can get there, it sounds like most of the South's having to break out paddles and boats here this week. So if we can uh, chart a course, it might be on a big battleship. We'll get to Music Row as fast as we can. All right, darling. See you then. Have a nice week, everybody. All right, Precious Harris, everybody. Well, that will wrap up our Y'all Show. Thank you for listening, and we'll be right back here on Thursday with an all-new show that's all about the South. We'll see you then. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed.